Welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chess Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Just wanted to let everyone know we're excited to have Dr. K fill in for Tom White this week. We really want to welcome you, uh, Dr. Thank Philip. You. A lot of our listeners probably don't know who you are, but you are our newest member to CWIS, uh, yeah. which we're very excited about. So, Thank so welcome you. to CWIS. Thank um, you. Please, uh, please tell the listeners kind of who you are, uh, where you are. Give us your background. Yeah. So, um, I am originally from Toronto, Canada. Um, I did my. I decided to do residency in the United States. I did my intern year at Cleveland Clinic. Then I did. Uh, seven years of general surgery at University of Toledo. Then I did a trauma critical care fellowship at Ohio State. And uh, then I went back to Canada and did a general thoracic fellowship. And I got so used to, um, even though I grew up in a big city, uh, I got so used to the small town that when I got back to the big city, I couldn't take it. So I uh, came to Wichita, Kansas. And I stayed in the middle of downtown, and at about four in the morning when I usually wake up, I looked out on the street, and there was three cars there, and I said, this is the place. So it, uh, it worked out pretty well. Um, <laughs> I, am a, I do trauma critical care at uh, Wesley Medical Center, um, but I, do, um, I have a cl- clinical interest in uh, thoracic trauma, um, and particularly chest wall reconstruction. Um, I have been lucky enough to do, um, to do quite a bit since I've been in Wichita, Kansas. Um, and uh, it's been really wonderful being part of the Chess Wall Injury Society. And it has been absolutely invaluable. Number one, Dr. K has been such a great such a great person to talk to and is such a great advocate. I have been so happy with all the videos that have been present online and the anterolateral approach to uh, rib plating, which I had never previously done before I had uh, spoken to Dr. K. Just the combination of seeing the videos and speaking to Dr. K and, uh, you know, discussing it, that tool is, I can't say, it's just absolutely invaluable. Now, how did you find Dr. K and, and the Chess Ball Injury Society? I'm guessing it was through a course, but... No, it was... Um, so, uh, two of my partners went to the Las Vegas, Las Vegas trauma, oh, okay. uh, trauma meeting, and uh, they were uh, approached by these reps that said they had a new system, they do rib plating, and both of my partners said yeah, we're not the right people to talk to. The only person in Wichita that actually does this quite consistently is me. So I got a text message. I was very lucky because they hooked me up with Dr. K, which has been wonderful. That's fantastic. So So some of our listeners may or may not know, but you were were brave in sharing a, a case experience, a patient experience on an ACS community page recently. Yeah. That, that had some traction and had some, some good visibility. Um, you know, lot, lots of really notable people in trauma and, and lots of just general, general trauma surgeons that, you know, definitely weighed in on it. That was, 
I uh, I commend you. I think that that does take take a lot of courage to to put patient stories out there. But I think it teaches everybody. Um, and I know Dr. K weighed in and, and Dr. Lesperance from from the society and and then a variety of others who are who are not a part of the Chesswell Injury Society who were, you know, kind of naysayers. I, I thought that was impressive how you guys handled that. Dr. K, I know you and I chatted about it as you were carefully crafting something that didn't seem you know, too aggressive, but also helped communicate the point. I, I think that's a, a difficult line to walk. It was very interesting. We had a long conversation about the case um, and, uh, and the, the process of actually finally going to the operating room and um, helping this patient out um, is, is pretty impressive. So I think Dr. Phil, can this give, give us a, a short um, yeah. story about the patient and what, what some of the uh, complications were and why, um, why, why it took a while for you to get this patient onto the table? I will. Uh, I will try to give you my short version. This uh, this is a 51 year old gentleman that was uh, involved in an MVC MVC versus semi uh, vehicle. Um, he presented as a level one trauma. He was um, his vital signs were stable, but he had a significant pneumo on the. I believe it was on the uh, right side that ended up having a pneumothorax. He had a pan scan which uh, in turn showed um, a a C5 uh, unstable uh, fracture, C7 transverse uh, uh, transverse process fractures, bilateral rib fractures with bilateral flail segments, uh, ribs two to eight on the uh, left side, on the right side, uh, one to 11 with, uh, I believe it was one that was with uh, dissociation from the uh, costomanubrial joint. Uh, in addition to that, he had a femur fracture and uh, multiple uh, transverse process fractures. He uh, subsequently was admitted uh, to the SICU. He had respiratory failure and was intubated. Our plan was initially on the on uh, uh, hospital day three. The plan was to take him for um take him for uh, uh, left-sided and right-sided chest wall uh, reconstruction at this time. Um, hospital day four, he developed uh, lactic acidosis as well as uh, elevated creatinine. We did a CT scan of his abdomen and pelvis, and it showed an area of ischemia, surprisingly not at the splenic flexure, but at the hepatic flexure. Uh, in addition to that, he started uh, developing elevated uh, acute kidney function and had low urine output. So at this time, we gave uh, volume resuscitated him. By hospital day five, which we then planned to do his um, chest wall reconstruction, uh, he developed acute renal failure in which he required dialysis for. Uh, and unfortunately, he developed ARDS requiring a PEEP of 22 and an FiO2 of 100%. Um, over the next couple days, he was weaned down to a PEEP of uh, 12 and an FiO2 of uh, 60%. We decide to do the most displaced fractures, which were the left uh, anterolateral rib fractures, uh, three to seven if possible. Unfortunately, uh, that night, uh, my partner got wor- one of my partners got very worried about doing him at a peep of 12. Uh, so we held off the operation. 
uh, through aggressive weaning techniques, we we're able to get them down to a PEEP of 8 and FiO2 of 40%. The next day, we ended up doing left uh, anterolateral inframammary incision slash anterolateral thoracotomy. We used an inframammary incision and plated all ribs, ribs 3 to 7. Um, in addition to that, uh, we made a small thoracotomy and evacuated all the retaining hemothorax and replaced the chest tube. Post-operative day one, he subsequently weaned down to a PEEP of 6 and an FiO2 of 30%. His chest x-rays improved. He was subsequently extubated and weaned down to 2 liters nasal cannula. Overall doing well. So that sounds like a really great save. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, and Dr. Phillip was commenting that, you know, there's just the, the, all the resources that, uh, CWIS has, has to offer has helped a lot. So I'm really excited that you're able to, to be here and, um, and be part of this, uh, this, uh, this fracture line, um, discussion. This is exactly what I feel is the purpose of CWIS, is the outreach and the, um, and the, the help that we can provide people like yourself who are the sole provider of rib fracture repair in a, in a city. You need you need some colleagues to talk to, and this is what we can do, and that's the whole purpose of what CWIS is, I think. So, Sarah, um, I know you have some other items you want to quickly talk about to update the listeners. Why don't you uh, why don't you give us your updates for the week? You bet. Um, so we have our next journal club. We, uh, Dr. K did our first journal club um, in June, but our July journal club is going to be on the. Let me just pull this up. I believe it's July. 14th, but my calendar is running slow. So we'll make sure that, that we get that updated um, that, or that I confirm it for next week. But I'm pretty sure it's July 14th and I'm pretty sure it's a, at four o'clock um, central SeaWiz uh, time or SeaWiz uh, time, which is mountain time. So um, you can put that on your calendar. Um, Dr. Chowdhury is selecting the article for this month. And so he is looking at a couple that we were connecting about. So he's He'll have that dialed in soon, and we would love to see um, all that are interested in Journal Club to participate. We had case review actually yesterday. For anyone that missed it, um, it's been posted on the website, and um, you're welcome to, to visit the CWIS website and check it out. The other item I would mention at this point is just we started talking about, I think we mentioned it last week, um, a one-day <clears throat> kind of uh, in-between summits sort of meeting. So the the target now is, is I think the first Wednesday in November um, is what has been sort of tentatively penciled in um, or digitally ten, uh, penciled into the calendar. Um, but more, more details will be released soon. And we're definitely interested in people's ideas for topics. Um, the education committee has identified a handful that are that are kind of must-haves, but we also want to know what listeners and and general membership and others want to hear. So let us know. Call it the final stitch, but just synopsis of whatever's on your mind. It does not have to be related to surgery or CWIS or anything. Just uh, something that's on your mind for the week, and it's usually you know about family, friends, CWIS, whatever, whatever. Actually, you want to actually, one of the things I was just thinking about is. Um, I think it would be um, one of the resources is looking at um, uh, rib plating in individuals with high ventilator status, such as, you know, uh, individuals with high peeps, uh, not necessarily 
uh, people of 20, but people of uh, 12 to 16, if it's safe to do it in those patients. I have personally had experience with uh, individuals in pretty severe ARDS um, that had done pretty well after rib plating um, in those situations. But mind you, they weren't acutely ill. They were those that developed ARDS and kind of stayed there for some time just because with um, chest wall, the symmetry of it causing significant difficulty. So, well, Sarah, you got anything on your mind this week? Always I do. Um, you know what? I actually posted um, on this US Twitter feed, which those that know me um, find it to be particularly funny that I am the voice of CWIS Twitter because I am I, I'm just really bad with social media and, and don't tend to enjoy it. But I'm certainly trying to broaden my horizons. Um, this is my like Eleanor Roosevelt moment every day of learning something new and it's trying to love Twitter more than I do. But that <laughs> notwithstanding, yesterday, last night, I, I was... Um, reading a variety of things and I came across uh, this month's uh, JTACs and they had the publication or the presidential address um, from uh, Dr. Christmas, who is just the, he's the retiring um, president of East and his presidential address was just very cool. And I, it is posted on our Twitter feed um, or you can find it in, in JTAX this month, and I would just recommend it to anyone who who is listening to this. It's specifically talking about kind of why, why it's great to be a trauma surgeon, you know, the, the purpose and the value of trauma surgery, but I think it applies to, to any profession and really any any passion that you have in your life about, you know, just going all in and and really, you know, riding, riding the waves when it's difficult, but, but uh, being engaged in, in the process, and I highly recommend it. So. Check it out if you haven't read it. My final stitch, um, I was going to be very uh, happy, but unfortunately, just yesterday, this morning, I think it was, it was a really bad um, um, collapse of a building in Surfside, Florida. Yeah. Which, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I know people who have relatives who live in that building. And so, oh, just like right now, I'm hoping that everyone goes, I feel like I'm Tom White because he always seems to have something negative or sad to say. <laughs> um, his final stitches. You're but filling I, his hoping, shoes well. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah, everyone stays safe and hope everyone is, is healthy and uh, and the, the, the there's still a very low death rate because unfortunately, I think they're going to find some, uh, some more people out there. So, yeah. I'll just keep everyone in our, in our minds and our hearts that hopefully everyone does well um, from that incident. So, Absolutely. you never know where it is, but somehow you still know somebody. Uh, my final stitch is quick. I graduated uh, fellowship, graduated, Woo-hoo! even though I'm working another month. <laughs> I graduated this past weekend. So 14 years comes to an end for me. I'm pretty excited about that. That's, that's, uh, that's my final stitch. Um, it was great meeting you, Dr. Phillip. I hope you guys you. all had a, uh, everyone have a great week. We'll, we'll catch up next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank Talk you so to you much. soon. Okay, bye-bye.